This is Life Podcast is sponsored by Enterprise Life Nigeria. You can follow them on social media at Enterprise Life Nigeria. Hi guys, welcome to This is Life. My name is Aka Nani and I am hosting the Entertainment Movies and Art episode. And it is my pleasure to introduce Zainab. Hi. <laughs> Debbie. Hello. Dayami. Yo, what up? <laughs> <laughs> Former. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with this quote. Quentin Tarantino said, When people ask if I went to film school, I tell them, No, I went to films. I love Quentin. Anything he says is right. It's <laughs> <laughs> correct. I went to film. I went to film. It's actually pretty apt. Yeah. It's pretty apt. Um, if I'm, if I'm going to use my experience, it's, it's that I, I watch so many movies to understand what great acting, you know, should be or is, you know, and that has made all the difference, you know, in the world. But I also still went to film school. Yeah, I was going to ask how many people went to film school or, like, TV school. Or... You asked yeah. at what point we went. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Because you, you showed you know, up on TV somewhere. a few times and you looked like <laughs> you were like... I need to get training. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so you asked at one point. By the time I went to film school, they had already done a whole lot of Google. And when I came, they were like, oh, congratulations, that's the actress from I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I had started acting already, and then I thought, oh, well, I need you to. You know, you needed to shop. So when yeah. did um, you? I didn't go. I have no form of training. Um, training came from actually physically being on set and experiencing TV production and films, so yeah. Debbie, you're a filmmaker, production juggernaut in this country, <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino is one of the greats in the world. Never went to film school, have you? Yes. Uh, well, if you call TV college film school, yes. Mm. So yes, I did go to TV college for production. Yeah. I love to remain behind the scenes. All these cameras, lights, Count me out of it. <laughs> Just give me the crew and let me be behind them. Mm. And that's what I love. And that's what I've done for 32 years. And that's still running, yeah. still counting. <laughs> because I just love to be on location. I came from a location here. So what made what you fall in love with production, with film? With um, Maybe because I just love watching television. I've always loved series. I grew up in the U.S. Um, and you know, when you, you're young, your parents had to work. They keep you in the house. Mm -hmm. So you're glued to the TV. To the TV. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's what really made me love television. And then I was privileged when we came to Nigeria to intern with NTA. So I picked the interest there. And from there... The rest is history. Mm. <laughs> you? Um, I just, I mean, I was more academic, like focusing on my, my law degree. And um, I had a bit of a balance. I loved to watch music videos and, you know, model at the time. And when you get to a certain point as a model, you get sent off for commercials, which is where you're doing the whole wakapas thing. And I did a few of those. And I remember, like, I'd be on set with my books and my dissertation, and I didn't mind sitting around. Like, people would get antsy about, 
let's go, like, let's hurry up and shoot what's happening. But I just love sitting and watching. And what fascinated me the most was seeing something go from being on paper to TV or the cinema and like just what it takes, the number of people it takes. Like it's a serious engine. And, and, and that's what pretty much hooked me. And I've never looked back. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> what I do. <laughs> when did you know that this was what you wanted to do with your life, be in front of the camera? So I actually have, like, a love for... I think my biggest thing was when I was six or seven, uh, we had an awards ceremony kind of thing where every weekend they would give some sort of award in my classroom saying, you know, the prettiest, um, the kind, most kind, you know, most intelligent... So it came down to, throughout the year, they do it. And then it ended up being that the last two people from the whole year that were left that hadn't gotten an award was myself and another student. <laughs> I was so disliked when I was younger. <laughs> so disliked. Nobody liked me in my school. So then the only two that was left that they could come up for me was Most Curious. So I won Most Curious. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. I am curious. I do like asking a lot of questions. So when I was about 16, this guy called um, my house and he was my my friend's brother and I had a huge crush on him and he was like you should be on radio and because like, he said that and I had a crush on him I was like I'm gonna be on radio I called my dad and I said daddy you need to give me an internship at a radio station I'm supposed to be on radio <laughs> um, so when I was 16 that's kind of when I figured out that I wanted to do it but also I was living in Kenya at the time and I just found the radio to be so fascinating I found it to be fascinating that you could be on air and I could use my voice to convince people to do something that they otherwise wouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is power. Mm -hmm. Like, I want that. But also, I wanted it because I had views that I wanted to share. So it was actually from then. Um, so my first love was radio, which I've barely done. Um, and then I just ended up doing TV mm -hmm. instead. And I love mm -hmm. it. I love being a presenter, not an actor. <laughs> I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna get into that. And they, I mean, I mean, you went in the corporate industry, corporate world, and you were good at it. And then you just came out, and you're just like, you know what? I can't take it anymore. So, for you, I want to ask, what was it about film? Why film? When did you know you were in love? Why was it late? Why did you come out late? And what's the first film that made you know this was what you wanted to do? So I'm. I'd seen a lot of Denzel Washington movies. Um, and if you watch my style of acting, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, yeah, I think <laughs> I had seen a lot of movies that I really, you know, I, I find movies to be very inspiring. You know, they tell you a story, they show you a, a person or a character, and you fall in love with that character. You want to be like that character. Mm. Hopefully, it's a good, you know, character, and then you're aspiring to be that kind of person. You want to be a hero, mm. you know. And I fell in love with the idea of it. Um, again, I'd been reading books my whole life. And then one day, I watched this movie, Gone in 60 Seconds. And there's this actor, Delroy Lindo. He's not a very well-known actor. His name is Delroy Lindo. If you guys Google him, you see. You would even understand what I'm about to say next. See, Delroy Lindo is not the most handsome guy. It's not actually cute at all. But his delivery was so good. And I said, hey, you know what? If this guy can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> No, we only find where they do acting. You know, and I saw it and I, and I was like, okay, you know, um, I think I can do this. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, you know, God's universe works in a way that you project things out um, and, and it starts to come, you know. Um, I've been working in sales and marketing for many years. I was at some point the head of marketing for a company called OLX. 
um, I had a great career. I was earning a lot of money, but I knew that there was something missing. Mm -hmm. And so um, coming from church drama you know, for many years, uh, someone, random conversation, random conversation. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you know, what, what else do you do? I studied chemical engineering. He studied chemical engineering. Oh, what else do you like to do? I did a little bit of drama. He said, oh, he has some friends who are doing a film. Would I be interested in going to the audition? I said, yeah, why not? Um, I went to the audition. I got two roles from one audition. Yeah. <laughs> I got another two roles because people saw me in those things. Yeah. Then another two roles, and then one point I was in my office sitting down, and I started getting offers to come out work, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go try this thing out for a year. I was taking a mm. gap year. It was one year to just go scratch this itch mm. and then go back to work and make wow. money. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. this August back. is the eighth year. <laughs> and, and I'm not going back. Yeah. <laughs> when did you fall in love? Uh, so, you know, love, love for me is a very um, tough thing. So I, I think I'm a very, I'm inherently lazy. When I say that, a lot of people don't understand. I go into trouble a lot as a little girl because I just wanted to do nothing but watch TV all day. Mm. If there was no light, I wanted to sit down and read a novel all day. Don't ask me to boil water. Don't ask me to boil beans. Don't ask me to cook rice. I don't want to wash. I don't want to do anything. I just wanted to watch TV. Unfortunately, we had a rooster. And my name was on the cooking rooster. <laughs> it was on the washing plate rooster. It was on the washing cloths. <laughs> you know, so there wasn't much I could do. I had to look for every spare time. Every spare time. I, I go into a lot of trouble, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes when my mom talks about me being an actor, she laughs and she feels like, in some ways, you know, she called it forth because then she used to call me television star and it wasn't a good thing. Mm. It was as good as saying, you silly girl. <laughs> so she'll say, you're starting again, television star. <laughs> you know, because everything will burn. Once I put food away, it will burn. And wow. um, I promise you, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't make out. There was nothing in me. That saw me acting, nothing, and not in Nigeria, no. I just like to watch it because the lazy me would not want to do the work. I just want to watch the end product, right? But I, I, I was in a pageant once, went to get, um, you know, my payment for being the Miss Congeniality in the pageant, and then I ran into Zebejiro, and somehow after giving him a hard time, I took his card two years later. I was done with my third year in university. I was waiting to get in for my final year. There was a, a strike, so there was a break. And I shamelessly called him, you know, and asked for the role. Um, luckily for me, he was auditioning at the time, so I got a role. To be honest with you, I thought I was just going to pass time like I was passing time with modeling. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think that this was the bus mm -hmm. stop. I didn't think I had arrived. Even when I got back into my final year, I felt like, okay, you know, school is back in session. This acting thing is done with. But, you know, I just kept getting offers. You know, very much like them said, I'd go for one audition and two different producers will say, okay, I have this script, I have this, you know, and I'm still not making money, so. Mm -hmm. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So I thought, hey, this money is good, <laughs> you know. And um, I just stayed on because I, I think for me, I'm, I'm a bit too, I'm too much of a thinker. Mm. I thought, you know, whatever it is you do in life, whether you have the passion for it or not, the end product is you want to put food on your table. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. So I was already putting food, so. You mentioned something I about being lazy. Thing. Yeah. But the truth is, <laughs> truth is, <laughs> people don't know how grueling <laughs> this work is. Yes, it I is know. grueling. I know. And I mean, for film too. What has been your most grueling project? Uh, for filmmakers, it's 
there are different project. sides. There are different <laughs> sides to this game. Every project. Who wants to and go first? Everybody is waiting. So, so, um, okay, I don't know. And Debbie is primarily a producer. For me, I think if you're asking me as as an actor or you know as a filmmaker, I think most definitely it will be as a filmmaker mm -hmm. that I've had my toughest moments. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Don't go there. He was one of the people I put through some of the stress that, you know, befell me, I had to pass it on to. Um, I, I say to people that when you come into an industry like any, any part of entertainment, you need to build goodwill because goodwill is a currency and yes. at some point you will need to spend that currency. And those are some of the things that have helped me when I get to those points. I promise you I've had a circle of people that I could call and it was okay to cry. I've had a circle of people that I could call and it's okay to say, let's do it now, you know, we'll sort out the payment later. I've had a circle of people who would say, Ofuma, we die here. All die and I die. We'll do it, you know. And those are the things that have pushed me, but I promise you, I've been on projects where I've asked myself, what is the problem? My parents have house. I can't just go there and give, they will give me money. Are you understanding? Um, but in all of it, in all of it, uh, there's a lot of hard work, like you say, but much more than that, I promise you, what has gotten me out is that currency that I have built and that I had, I had the grace to spend at that time. Yeah, so. so, you know, <clears throat> I'm a presenter, and my experience is very different, and I've done, like, two acting film, acting projects. Acting gigs. And I find that what you guys go through is next level. It's a different type of work that I truly believe, if you ever see anyone that's an actor, they're passionate about it. And I don't even think this is only in Nigeria. I think globally, yeah. oh. on a large scale, it's a very grueling job. Your call time is at 2 a.m. because you need to make sure that the sun is at, or the, the moon is at, you know, <laughs> a right lighting at that time. And um, my experiences of really hard moments, I would say, have been as an actor because the passion is not there. So I've done overnight shoots as a presenter, but I don't remember those moments. Because I was trying to think, right. I was like, have I had really bad moments as a presenter? Yeah, we used to shoot, we've done shoots till 5 a.m. We shot for 24 hours. I actually don't remember because I love it so much. I remember as an actor when I was on set for 12 hours and I didn't shoot anything. Oh I can remember what I was wearing. I remember what <laughs> work. I remember being like, I'm never doing this again. It's, it's funny because... Like, you know, so, you she know... always calls. I don't know how you guys do it. So, Aka so, and I did a project together. And it wasn't a, it was an acting project, but it was a commercial. And I remember being like, you know, when I was like, oh, am I going to do this? I was like, oh, it's a commercial, it's a commercial. Anyways, it ended up being like film. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's, it's, it is a project. Just sitting down, waiting. And I was just like, Aka and I was just like, remind me. Never, Never to do this again. To do this again, um, because it's it's about passion, and I think that's the thing about our industry. It is about passion. So on the other spectrum, someone can be on set, you know, where I'm presenting, and I have to come up with questions off the cuff, and they'll be like, mm -hmm. "This is really stressful." I get a high off of it. You know, so, um, yeah, my grueling moments have been as an actor. I've never had an experience as a grueling moment as a presenter because mm. I love it so much. Yeah. Does I think part sense? of the problem is that we really don't, we glamorize what this thing is oh. times, and we don't share the process, right? So, um, you know, the person sitting at home doesn't know that you've been shooting for 48 hours or that you haven't eaten or that you've had technical issues here. Yeah. yeah. But they see an Instagram story. They see an Instagram story of you on set with other actors. You know, it's yeah. it's 
it's all going to well, mm. but um, that's part of the problem. Um, and whenever I see like young people say, hey, I want to be an actor or, you know, how do I do it, whatever. I'm like, there's no, there's no script for how you become an actor. Yeah. Um, for me, becoming an actor was mostly all about networking. So I didn't realize that I had this skill. People kept giving me jobs. I was like, oh, okay, let's run with it. Maybe at some point they'll realize that I'm a bit of a fraudster and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but it was networking. It was talking to different directors, different mm -hmm. producers, and sending people stuff. But acting is, outside of running a business in Nigeria, acting is one of the most stressful and somewhat frustrating thing. So when we give you guys our bill and we say this is what we want to be paid, it's because we know Distress. We know the so stress. The work um, we know the work that we're putting in. And, you know, we don't get on set and just start reading lines. Some of us are preparing six months before. Or some of us are losing weight for a job, like Demi has mm -hmm. a gig that he needs to lose weight for. So there's so much that comes into it. And if you are in Hollywood now, in an environment where there's certain things sort of set up to help you get by. Um, but you're here in Nigeria where, yes, things have changed and I appreciate the changes that have taken place, but it can be frustrating. Yeah. So, yeah. It is very frustrating, but at the same time, mm -hmm. um, getting the finances for any producer is the biggest headache. So a producer, like I usually tell my team or my actors, my talents, that no producer wants a troublemaker on set. Mm -hmm. So once you have a team of actors that are ready to put in their all, I mean, you want to recycle them over and over. Right. For instance, for um, some shows I've done, some projects I've done, I've been privileged to work with um, <laughs> um, Ifoma and um, Deyemi for years. And the movie we did with Deyemi, we had to travel to the UK to shoot. So we did part in Nigeria and part in the UK. And to get the finances to do that. And my lead characters were saying to me, I had two lead characters, I will not mention their names here, and we had to fly them business class because I wanted to get into the UK and start shooting because I had numbers of days, days with the crew and the team and the locations, everything in the UK. So I needed them to be well relaxed. And they and me almost, <laughs> he was upset, <laughs> but because he understood I mean, there are categories. You have your lead characters, you have your um, support. Supporting. Yes. So now, if it was another person, they may not have understood because by the time we did that movie, I mean, Dayami was already a name. Right. I invited him to come on the movie. So I should have given him business class as well, but I could not afford it. But he, so I had to tell him that, look, Dayami, these two guys are going to work round the clock when we get to the UK, so I need them well relaxed. I need them to spread their legs in the plane. You guys will have to be on economy and all that. So it is hard work. And it was stressful because we landed in UK and we went straight to the location. And we had to start shooting for straight 10 days at a stretch. Then come back to Nigeria and we continued the same process. And where am I going? It's financing. It's budget. I don't have a bank. But I wanted to do this brilliant movie that the director and the scriptwriter had been writing and rewriting and rewriting <laughs> for eight years <laughs> till they got that script perfect. Then where do we get the money to do it? We wanted the best actors. We wanted the best um, locations. So we do, as producers, as executive producers, it will be my joy 
to have talents and give them what they do in Hollywood. Give them a pot cabin. Give them <laughs> everything that True. they need so that they... I know it's very stressful for... It is. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes even to give them transport fare, I mean, to just mm -hmm. take the load off Pretty. them, it's, 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 it's mm -hmm. a big of a headache. So financing and sponsoring projects in Nigeria is the biggest headache for any movie. How, how any do film. we... just Because, yes, it is a, a huge problem. Um, but what solutions can we put in place? Is it more collaborations, co-productions co with other producers? Is it pulling? That's where you, you know, that's the best thing I've heard in a long right? time. The, you know, so a lot of colleagues and I have said to ourselves, I have cameras, you have lights, right. you have locations, you have the team, you have this. Can we do a collaboration? And 80% of the time, you just get, uh, I don't know. You know how we are in Nigeria. Yes, I don't word. understand it. And it can work. It can. When, once we collaborate with each other, what we have what, what, and what we expect. Okay, so for instance, some will, they are ready to put in everything, but they are not ready also to market. And as a producer, you must be able to market your own thing. You are the only person that can talk about your own project yourself. When you go into a presentation, I expect that the lead characters, or for instance, when we took Beyond Blood to the movies, it, all the lead characters were there, although it was part of the contract. Mm -hmm. And I think these days they do have it, it part of the contract yeah. that you must post it online, you must do all the publicity and all that, and it's built into the contracts for... But when we did that, we didn't do all that. But they were willing to go the extra mile because I think the relationship, and just like Ifoma had said, partnering relationship with your team, with the actors, with the, the producers, with the whole team, it's, 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 the, it's the key thing. It's the only way forward we can move. And that's mm. the truth. Well, looking at it from two points, as a filmmaker and then as an actor, I can totally understand you know, where Zainab is coming from. Um, understanding what it is that the actor brings to the table, understanding the push, the drive that the actor's brand will bring to the project and how they want to be compensated for what they bring to the table. However, on the other side, we do know that the producer is that person taking a risk that has no guarantees, right? So if the actor comes and says, you're going to pay me 10 naira, this is what I'm paying you. There's no guarantee that I'm going to make that back, you know. And it, it, it wouldn't be on the actor, you know, having put everything that you say you bring to the table. You might have actually brought all of that to the table, but there still is no guarantee that I will bring you back. Don't forget that I say to people that time and chance happens to filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, time and chance happens. There's this lovely movie that was released, but I thought it was released at the wrong time. Um, Royal Hibiscus Hotel, I think. I saw it, but I, it was just wrong, wrong timing because the whole world was going mad with Black Panther at the time. Right. Right. So to have released that kind of movie, Black Panther was like, to yeah, choke yourself out of, you know, the market. So it's, I think there's just, the truth is this, we need to get to the point where society understands what it is that we're doing. Right now, you see, for, for our society, where we're like the jesters that come into the king's court to make the, court, the king laugh. Mm. However, there's almost no compensation for that jester, you know, where, where we treat it almost like the king has a say. So if the king says he wants a jester, he wants the jester, mm. right? So the jester comes forth. But you forget that that jester has to continue to put up this act. He has to continue to have his, his costume sewn. Yeah. He has to continue to make sure that his, his makeup is intact so that the yes. king will see something. Yeah. 
let's even leave him. Let's say he's not, it doesn't matter. Are you with me? The king matters, right? But the king has to see something different. Today he's seeing a yellow and, and green costume. Tomorrow you want him to see a blue. There's an upkeep, mm-hmm. right? There's an upkeep, and that is, that is what filmmaking is. There, there's got to, it's a cycle. Wherever you break that cycle from, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. If you break it up from not compensating the actor, the actor is not going to give you his best. Yeah. That's sure. If you break it up from not, you know, funding the, the producer, the producer is not going to be able to produce the good project, project you want. If you bring it from the point of distribution and there's a break in distribution and you're not able to make back the money you put in, you're not going to see another movie, yeah. Yeah. Right? right? So it's, it's a complete cycle. Filmmaking is just, it's one circle that you can't afford to break from anywhere. Yeah. I go to the cinema to do, you know, uh, meet and greet, and I hear people say, ah, it's not only with him. I said, guy, this thing you are saying, your children, 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 we say it unless you start watching. Because the truth is, unless you put in your funds now, I can't make something better than what you're complaining about. Right. Sorry, my darling. Right. It's the five naira that you didn't watch yesterday. Still the five naira I have. It ain't going to be better. Mm. Do you understand? So put in your own one naira, maybe six naira. Yeah. Then I'll make something better. Your child comes putting his now seven naira. Do you understand? It's a circle. We keep asking for, oh, our actor, there's no dexterity. You know, the actor cannot, hello. See, Halle Berry cannot do what I do. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. me? Because Not I don't work on her kind budget. of conditions and exactly. budget that you're working so, on. So it's a cycle. Like, I can totally understand where you... But you know, sometimes, I mean, um, let me just add a little bit to this. It's, we're all human beings. And we're, thank God, I surround myself and I also can say that I'm a well-behaved human being. Uh, Is that right? Yes, you are. <laughs> don't worry. I'm with you. You are, you are, you are well-behaved. Thank you for being truthful. <laughs> Not these ones here that want to just come and spoil my market. They'll cover themselves, my friend. <laughs> but you know, the truth is, sometimes it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. value. Exactly. Of course. When you feel valued by a producer, by a team, then you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's where the goodwill comes mm-hmm. When you feel, see, sometimes eh, you, you do say, ah, this is the money we're bringing. But when I see the food that they're serving me to eat, I'm like, ah, is it this bad? Am I, am, who am, who do, who do you see me as? Ah, that you give me the spread. Spread. You know, it's spread. It's a spread. You know, and yeah. it's just how, how you are, how you are respected or valued. Yeah. They value your art. I remember the first day you gave that me a call. Time. Your time. Your time too. Oh, I remember the first day you gave me a call and I know why I did that role. Because of what you said you had done to other actors or with other actors in the project. I said, I'll do this. So sometimes it's not about the money, you know. Um, they and me. Leaving the corporate industry and coming into the movie life. <laughs> In Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> With the kind of pay pay that we're giving. How did your wife? Because we were, I tell you, we're back. <laughs> what did she say? I'm not even going to go into what did your father you. or mother say? What did your wife <laughs> tell you in the bedroom? Uh, well, look, my case was, was pretty different. Um, I have been dating my wife, I think, since 2010. Uh, and while we were dating, you know, I've been doing some acting. I've done acting in church. I've done a few uh, short films, you know, web series. We did one together, yeah. Um, and I guess she must have seen how passionate I was about this. I remember doing a, a short film that we did 24 hours. We shot overnight to the next day, 7 a.m. to 7 a.m. the next day. And I was so pumped coming out of it. I wasn't tired, I wasn't anything. Mm. Um, and uh, while we were dating, I had mentioned, you know what, this acting thing, I, I think I can see God's hand moving in this thing, you know, <laughs> that it's just happening for me, you know, and things are, you know, I was in my office, you know, I'm on Bella Niger, but I'm sitting in my office. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, we're getting there, <laughs> you know. Um, and I just said, there's something there, maybe one day, you know. That's how we got married January 2013. 
that one day was in July. I was like, wait a minute, you know? And it was obvious, like, I was getting really great projects. And I just knew this wasn't normal. This wasn't, like, I'd spoken to actors, you know, on the small projects that I was on. And I realized this is not normal. This is not usual. Let me take that time off, as I said earlier. Take some time off and go. And, and then I looked at my salary, and then I looked at Nollywood. I looked at my salary, I looked at Nollywood. I was like, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. I'm not doing it again. And my wife came, hmm. and she said, do this thing. Wow. This is your passion. It's what you love to do. Do this thing. I guess she didn't really know she was talking about because if it was, she can look back now. She <laughs> <laughs> can go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and then the first year, in fact, from my first project, I think I had a one or two month break and I got onto my next project and I've been working ever since, guys. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a phenomenal experience on the one hand. Um, but the chaos is, is like, Auntie Debs, Auntie Debs, <laughs> working with you, working with you, working with you was a breeze. I don't want to tell you how many films I've done, eh? But I can tell you that 99.999 film of the percent of the films, they are not like that. It's at all, you know, it's, it can be really, really stressful. You know, they don't really don't respect yourself. And, and, and to what you, yeah, and to what you said earlier, you had a conversation with me. You had a conversation with me, and I looked and I realized, ah, okay, there's, res there's respect here. You know, there's respect, there's value. They value what you're doing. And I understood. It shows in everything when it, when it plays out. And you see what, what um, Zainab said earlier about networking, what has happened between me and you over the past few years, the things that you have brought my way since then, yeah, yeah. has more than, uh, come on now, uh, because of uh, one ticket, uh, no, <laughs> please, 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 but, ladies and gentlemen, now we fly business class. You know, circling, circling, circling back on that, what has been one of the most ridiculous writers you've ever heard from, like, yeah, an actor, or, yeah. You should break down what a writer is. Oh, like, she knows, she knows. Oh, okay, so a writer, a writer is basically, you know, what a star, uh, an actor, a, a music artist will say, I need for me to come on this project or be in the green room. I want only yellow Skittles. I want to have yam for lunch every day. Or fried, yeah. And other people just say, I want dollars just under my pillow. So what would be the most ridiculous writer? I am the wrong person to ask, actually, because like DME said, I, before I set up a production team or my actors or my, I always talk with them. I ask them what their likes are, their dislikes. We have like a team building. So we discuss. So their family, we, we're working as a team here. I did that with Fama on my mom and I and the rest of the team, both cast and crew. Same thing with Dayemi and the rest of the team. So I already know what they want or they don't want. So, and, and everybody, we're all out there together saying it. So I've been privileged to have good people work with me. Maybe, like I said, I've been privileged. <laughs> and maybe like the, like Demi said, um, I don't see myself, but maybe the way I do my things or the way my productions, I go about my productions with my um, talent is totally different from other producers. So I don't just send you a script. Before you see my script, we have dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's after we... You've, we've dialogued the first discussion, then we come, and 
people like them, I don't call them for auditions. I respect them more than that. I can say, DME, I think you can. This is, what, this is the role yeah, I yeah. know you can do. Yeah. Let's have this discussion. The other, um, I'm working on something right now, and I was looking for DME for like two months. And then I got upset, and I called his wife, and I said, damn, Lord, where is your husband? <laughs> <laughs> Which part of the country is he? And 30 minutes later, DME calls me. And then I said, DME, I know you've done so much now. Please update your CV for me. I need to share it with a client. I said, Auntie Debs, I trust you. I'm not going to ask what it is. Just let me know when you're ready. You know, so that's the honor I have with working with my own talents. They, they've become like, like I said, we dialogue first. We discuss before I um, throw them the script. When they see the script, then they bring the bill. And I doubt if I've ever said no to anything they've asked for. Have you That's ever fair. said, I've never said no. no. Whatever they ask for, I don't negotiate. I always say, I cannot pay for your talent. It's not salt and pepper. Actually, I don't negotiate. Actually, it's that you've always, for me at least, you've always made an offer that I couldn't that was very negotiate. Fair. Exactly. And I was like, okay, you know, yeah, this works. I remember yeah. my first negotiation when, you know, when they gave me the bill for one episode, I said, what? Mm. I know what the market is saying, like, like I said, I've, I've been producing for quite a while, so I always find out what the other people are paying, what is happening, what the industry is paying, and then I up it like a hundred percent. A new life is here with Enterprise Life Assurance. Our decades of experience in the West African markets will help you achieve your dreams with peace of mind. Visit www.myenterprisegroup.io forward slash ng or call 0700 Enterprise to know more. Enterprise Life, your advantage. You know... Across the uh, table, the panel, filmmaker, actor, you know, filmmaker Fine to boy. an actor, <laughs> scriptwriter, you know, you've produced, and you've produced too. You've produced yeah. documentaries and all of that. You've also acted. But there's, uh, we all know that we can also be emotionally attached to a project. Yeah. And we all have that part where we're like, ah, this film. But when it goes through the whole chain, value chain and process, it might not come out the way it should be. Alfred Hitchcock said, the length of a film should be directly related to the endurance of the human bladder. Mm. And I understand how painful it was for Kemi Adetiba to cut her film because every scene, she was emotionally attached to every scene for KOB right, 1. What is it like, you know, with your projects when you have to cut or change because of, you know, budget constraints or you see a scene that you spent seven hours on <laughs> and then only two seconds of it comes out or it doesn't even come out at all in the film can right. i speak to that I, go ahead. okay uh did a film one of my first films uh oh lord i went in the character had a terminal <laughs> illness you know and he was talking to his doctor it's a phone call you know so the whole day i was in that mood i was in that zone i was there and so when the, when the director said, action, you know, everything came naturally. The exact emotions, you know, <laughs> of a, a man frustrated and afraid and all of that. And I was like, I, I left it all there. I was so happy. 
and then I watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my ladies, god! Oscar performance. Oh ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! They took it out. They started that scene with my feet. <laughs> oh my god! By the time they got to my face, it was gone. Done. It was finished. So, <laughs> as an actor, you are at the mercy of yeah. everybody oh, yeah. else. The editor. No, 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 not, not the editor. Not Before the editor. then, because you're not behind yeah. the camera. Yeah. You're not behind the camera. Okay. And so we are the mercy. And I, I learned really, so really yeah. quickly, really quickly to start trying to understand every aspect of production, yeah. so that yeah. if there's any issue anywhere, I can. It's my work. I have to protect. You know my work and, yeah. and also my brand and the art. You know I need to make sure. You know so I'm always asking questions and always giving suggestions whenever you know the opportunity you know gives itself. Um, and so it's 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 ah it is the most disheartening thing. You know to 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 live the life of a character and to be so invested in that character and then at the end of the day, it's just not the story is not told as. You know, as it should, yeah. because you know, yeah. I don't know for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, the, the with filmmaking, um, time is very important, right? How much time you have, especially with pre-production. Yeah. Um, even the moment you start looking at a script, like you know, when a script is too long, right? You you count the pages, you know when you need to cut it down, when you need to rework it. And sometimes I, I get the excitement that we have that we're like, do you know what? I have to shoot this thing by the end of 2021 by fire, by force, right? But if you decide to hold off for an extra eight months and what you get in those eight months means bringing more people on board, bringing a script supervisor that can help you turn that story into, it's, it's, not, <clears throat> it's not impossible, but it's something that you can get with either more money or more hands or whatever. Um, and sometimes you do have to let somebody else be the bad guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That person that says, you know what? This movie needs to end at 90 minutes and 90 minutes and that's it. Oh. Um, so I get it. It can be very tough. Um, I Yes, there have been some projects that I've been in that I'm like, where where is the rest of the movie? Because... <laughs> What are you people talking about for God's sake? And, 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 and everybody will be like, oh yeah, it was great. And I'm like, what are you? I know that scene that we shot on Tuesday, 23rd of July is missing. What do you mean? So yeah, it can be very disheartening. Yeah. Well, I, I think I learned uh, very quickly. I learned as an actor that um, you should remove your emotions from a project. I was on a project once as an actor now. And the, the writer happened to be on set. <laughs> and the director, God, I can't even call his name, just a local human being like me. <laughs> the director, he's very thorough, you know. So he was on set and he was like, okay, for my, you do this. And the writer comes and says, no, director, she's supposed to. And then he looks at her and he says, obviously, this film is almost directed by you, <laughs> you know. So I think it was that one statement, the first time I heard that, I understood that you had to be emotionally removed from, right? So there, there are a lot of projects where I have just done just maybe the story, and I've given to a writer to write the stories where, the, you know, moves I've done where I have written, mm -hmm. and even, you know, the play you were in, and I, I write, but, you know, I know better than to try to micromanage how it mm -hmm. comes to life. However, you know, the example that DME gave is a typical example of not understanding the story. Mm -hmm. that's, not, that's not an example of knowing, you know, that you must let go of something, <laughs> you know. Because if you're letting go of the scene, then I understand. But 
why are you I, I get very very upset with you know DPs when I say okay you know give me the shot and they say ah mama let's pan from because why? Not, but, but you know why what? You know, let me it? let me tell you what it is. For me, it's the why. It's it's also because just based on my little experience, right? You guys of being on sets where there's acting, I always it's I find it fascinating as a non-actor to watch what's happening. There can be so much friction between the DP, the director, and the actors, and the fact that. Everybody, you have to realize, everybody is trying to showcase their talent. Absolutely. So in this moment, you do not need to pan anywhere. Yeah. You need to give me a shot. But the DP is trying to show you, I can Some record. tactics. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I remember this used to happen when we used to shoot, um, sometimes we used to shoot like commercials and stuff like that. And I remember we'd be like, we're just shooting a commercial where we're just telling people we have a new season. And the script is very basic. Next thing you know, like they've set up the camera in the air and we're like, why <laughs> is it there? Like this is basic, but you have to realize that yeah, at every moment, true. everyone is trying to showcase their skill set. Mm. It's true. You know, and that's where sometimes you wonder, you're like, is there really a cohesive team? Mm. Um, those are questions that you really That's have to the ask problem. Yourself. That is the problem. Where you have a director of photography who is a director, whether you like it or not, mm. he is mm. a director, right? He is the director of the technical team. But there is right. an overall director, yeah. right? That picture the is the director's picture. Yes. Yeah. Do you understand? Well, we, so We should also understand that everybody is trying to tell a story. All we need to do is... If we have the right person at the helm as a director, mm. yes. you know, then he takes everybody's story and just coalesces it into one one thing. And everybody feels like they're building one thing. And I've seen it happen on different sets. I mean, one of the movies that I'm on or that I just got off, off set, um, you know, you know, it was the director, B. Bandele. Amazing guy. Like absolutely amazing. I've never felt as comfortable with the director, he's always having these conversations. He just, well, while they're setting up, he just comes, just sneaks over to the actor and he just crosses his arms and is like, hey, so what do you think? This this character, would he say this? Would he mm. say that? Where's your head at? Yeah, yeah. where's your head at? Where's your head? And you take that from that person, you take from the other person, he might, and then he works things that you would never see on script. He just brings everything out and I'm like, wow, you know? And then you want to, you want to work for that yeah. person. Mm -hmm. You want to do more, you know, yeah. and you're ready to, when, you leave, everybody leaves behind their own selfish interest of trying to And I think perform. it's when, yeah. when, when right. you can trust, when you when get you, to that place exactly, where you can trust. You're not afraid yeah. that this person is going to leave you out of this process. You, you're not scrambling and trying to make yourself seen yeah. because you trust that the leader wants everybody to be seen. But, yeah. but here's, here's my point. If uh, the time when that director or that leader is taking everybody's notion or everybody's opinion into cognizance, you need to understand that there's going to be friction, or there might be friction mm. with some opinions. Mm. At the end of the day, it is his choice to make. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We need to understand. Yeah, we yeah. need to understand that while everybody's trying to say, "Oh, I want to show I'm an actor," the, the DP says, "I want to show you know I'm good at this." This person says, "I want to show." You. It at the end of the day, that one person has to take the decision. And the truth is, once you've trusted that person, sadly, sadly, yeah. sadly, if that director is the one who would say, you know, a scene as intense as that, give me defeat. Uh, I don't know, but I don't know, but guess but what? You know, you know, it is his decision to, to make. respect that too Absolutely. from something that I'm seeing happening a lot more often. EPs. Okay. I've been mm. on sets where I'm like, who's the EP? Who's the director? What's mm. happening? Executive There's producers. This, ex executive, executive producers. Yeah. There's this hovering nature that yeah. comes. And that's why we yeah. need to understand there, that. There, the there is more an order. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then you see the business be hovering over the creative and That's telling creative. It. Mm. Exactly. That's it. Yeah.
Do you understand? We need to understand, once we get into that circle, understand that once you have signed that contract, you have trusted that director. Mm -hmm. The best you can do, like yeah. Demi's saying, is go to the director and say, <laughs> the best you can do, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the way it should be. It's, it's, the way it it's just the way it should I wish, be. I wish you, you, know. you, you can go to that director <laughs> and yeah. then tell him, you this have is had, what I think. You have Excuse had more experience. Oh, no, done. After them, you put the icing on the cake. They are still baking. Excuse me. What about EPs that are actors? Yeah, like you're yes. not funded. Yeah. Yeah. You're an actor. Yeah. It's your actor. Oh, no. You've never been on set. No, God, God loves you. <laughs> God oh, loves God me loves too. Oh. And I've been on set with EPs. God loves you. <laughs> hey. You know, it's, it's, I mean, this industry teaches you. I think I'm a better husband because I'm an actor. Mm. Um, You're patient. You learn patience. That's right. You know, like, I'm on set, I don't want to hear noise, but you know what's going on. People are raising voices. There's always some, mm -hmm. there's conflict here, conflict there. But, you know, I think, I think, at the end of the day, if you are a patient person, you have your 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 well behaved person. You know, you would go far in this industry. Oh. You know, um, and and it's really really important that we that we at least say that out there. It's not about being a diva. Yeah. You well, know, it's you, not about. I've heard some people say that the you, badly behaved are the ones who are respected most. Yes, in sometimes, and unfortunately, yep. some people are tagged as problematic simply because they have a system and a process, which I think is just wrong. Mm -hmm. If somebody has standards, right? I if have they, a manager send an not, email to them. Even if it's, you know, the, um, in uh, I'd like to have my script beforehand. A week before or a month. I've had before. people get offended with me asking for a script. You've 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 asked us to be a part of your project. The story, may we see it? So I know, yeah. you know, if if it's a nude scene or whatever, I can say, ah, this one is, you know, it's too strong for me or whatever. Um, and it's all part of that control thing, right? So there, there has to be a point where, yes, this baby is yours, but you've got you've to now push it out and let people respond and react. Are you self-critical of your work? Yes, I am. I have to. That's the only way I can improve myself. Um, like I said, I, fortunately, I'm on the table with people I've worked with. So, um, like, I, I know even when we are on our sets, as the EP and the informer, mm -hmm. many times yes. have yeah. tried to, you know, say this costume is not mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. But she has a way. Mm -hmm. She goes to the director and tells the director, and then just like what we say, we now agree. So usually I stay off. Once I've produced, once everything is ready, I stay off and I allow the director. So there's a cross line between my director and myself as producer and executive director. So there's a, there's a totally, totally cross line. I don't cross... I don't tell him how to direct. I don't yeah. tell him what to do. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't tell me how to produce. He doesn't discuss my budget. He doesn't discuss my location. He doesn't discuss my welfare. He doesn't discuss anything. If an actor goes to meet him, he will say, please, I'm not the producer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah. Self-critical? Uh, no. What? Are you self-critical <laughs> of your work? Um, I am very self-critical. But I'm not self-critical in a bad way. I just watch myself. 
all the time, whatever I do, I watch it. You don't hate your voice? You're, sometimes I no. hear my voice and I'm just like... No, oh. I, in the beginning I used to, but then that means I couldn't watch myself to get better. Mm. So once I've gotten over that, I now watch myself and it makes all the world of difference. Mm. I'm not... The only thing I was, I was very uneasy about watching and having other people watch was when I did a documentary. Mm. But I think because of presenting is... It's different. I need to see what it looks like. I need to see my face. I need to see how I smile and all of this. I need to see how I can change my face expressions. I have to watch myself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, I had to learn real quick. Not everything is your own. And because we live in an industry or our work is phone call based, you're waiting for the next call. And sometimes you can get into that cycle where you feel like, damn, I have to get and get and have and have and take and take because I have a wife, I have a kid, a year down the line, five months down the line, there may be no gig. What do I do? I got bills to pay. I have rent to pay. You know, um, have you ever had to turn down a role or a project that really pained you? And what was that experience like? Let me rephrase Aka's question. <laughs> He's saying, have you ever had... A project you don't want to do. <laughs> but the moment... <laughs> no. You don't want to do it. There are two sides. There are two sides. I say, say, the question. I say <laughs> all the time that there are jobs that you'll take to pay bills. <laughs> jobs you take for to marketing reasons, <laughs> for the art, or, you know, for everything. something. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a project that uh, a friend of mine who's a um, uh, costumer... So she called me about it and she was like, oh, you know, they wanted you to come in as a supporting. It's not a lot of money, whatever. And she said the figure. And I was like, "Ah, there's a problem that this money can solve. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Like, because we're human, you know? You can't afford to just always sit on the shelf Mm -hmm. and wait. Mm -hmm. And imagine for those of us who acting is all you do. You don't have a side hustle. You don't have anything else. How can you say no? Well, mm. not for you. Well, not for me. <laughs> because I, I just had to make sure that yeah. I there think are other things. Your side hustle. No. Ah! No. Nina, did you get it? Nina, no. Did you get it? It's my side hustle. But have you ever had to turn down a gig or project because there was maybe too much work at the time, but you really wanted to do that? Like, you really would like love to do else? that project. Like, yeah. maybe a, sh- a TV show from a client, yeah. and they were like, hey, the same time you're doing definitely. they want to give you the money for the, everything, yeah. but you were just doing something. No, I mean, that, that happened to you like that a couple of months. recently, and that was so painful because I, basically, it's two things, right? It's, it was a one-day shoot versus a project that was longer term. And the one day shoot though, it was with a client that was just like international, but I, I couldn't do it because I was on a project that was a longer term and it gave me more money. And that project was going to solve a huge need for me. You know, and I'd also already committed and I was, I tried to make it work. <laughs> oh, I tried. Can you try this? Can you try that? And, and it was so painful for me. And I, I remember asking God, I was like, why, why, why did this happen? Like this was such a big deal for me. Um, and it's one of those things where then there's the turning down projects because it doesn't align with your values. Mm-hmm. And but it's called the paycheck. The paycheck. <laughs> and I ask Holy Spirit again, what did you say? Repeat yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, tell me what yeah. you said. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and those are the parts where, you know, sometimes you look back and I think sometimes God does that to say, How much trust do you have? Like, yeah. Do you trust that I got you? There's sometimes where I turn down projects because I just don't feel aligned to it. I don't feel like my energy is just not mm-hmm. there. It might not be a value system. Um, and that happens quite a bit, but I also think that 
the more I do it, the more I trust my instincts. And I always usually see a reason down the line. Hmm. 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 <laughs> everybody was everybody thinking about that one joke. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever uh, had any experience like that? It's Carol. Carol. Somebody has to take the blame. Carol just handed this phone to me. So she. Uh, it's her fault. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Okay. Okay. Give so it back to I can her. pick up from. Have you ever? Okay. Do you want to answer that or Let skip just to the next it. question? Yes. Should I go to the next yes. question? Yes. Okay. All right. Wait. Hold on. Right. I wanted to uh, hear. I wanted to hear you. Wait. Not everybody has. She didn't want to answer. No, Auntie Debbie, do you want to? Because I'm always looking for people to do the job. I can't stand down job. She's the employer. Any job, I can't. Okay. Action. Yeah. And so, for you, Demi, have you ever had an experience like that? I said ask her so that she can see that thing again. Oh, I thought you said you wanted to talk. Okay, okay. Pick up. So, and so, Debbie, you, have you ever had any experience like? This where we are just saying no. no. <laughs> I can't afford to turn down any job. Wow. If it comes, we, we were lucky when we had our studios in Ikeja. Now we are in Lekki. Uh, we have three studios. So, um, and we know how Nigeria is. We usually don't do big shows at the same time anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, Tinsel was in our studio for almost two years. They shot in there. Um, after that, um, we shot um, a, show, a game show with um, Deemi. And while we're doing that, we did KTQ, Nortis Quest there. So when they come, I look for a way and I solve it. I look for the location. I look for the people. I look for everything. I can't say no. You know, our, our industry can be very, very uh, fickle, surface level. There's a lot of secrecy, a lot of competition, mm. but your face is. Mm. Mm. Um, but there have there has been genuine friendships, and you've experienced that. You've experienced that. Mm. And what is it like um, facing some of the competitions that you have faced that were not necessary? And I would also like to hear some of the good stories of friendships in the industry. Uh, I, again, uh, I don't know. Um, I've just been privileged. Uh, when I was the um, president of Electronic Media Content Owners Association of Nigeria, MQAN, uh, we're a body of producers. But you must own a content mm. on television or online or have a radio show to be long. And why did we set up that association? It, we saw the challenges producers, executive producers that were investing in production, what we're facing with TV stations, with um, radio stations, and we said to ourselves, we shouldn't have to pay for airtime. They don't pay for airtime in Ghana. Mm. They don't pay for airtime in Kenya. They don't pay abroad. They commission these things. Yes. Now you, you sweat, you look for the, you, you get the content. You rehearse, you do you shoot everything yourself, then you market, then you also put it on the TV station, look for sponsorship. When they give you the sponsorship, you put it on, they, they now you split it into 50 50. Wow. When you now split into 50, sometimes they preempt you because one government is doing something, they don't show the program, yeah. then you lose that revenue. So we had so many challenges then. And um, some of us came together to start this association. and. When we started it, the first thing we were saying to ourselves was, 
how do because we can't do it alone we need all producers yeah. because some producers were turning down adverts were turning down taking their programs to tv stations so if you do not take get all the producers to see the same vision that you're seeing for the right now you would not you will still not meet the targets mm. you will still some people go behind which happened mm. and that was so mm. painful to some of us myself mm. um uncle Papa williams uncle Wale Adenuga, all of us we, we came together to, um, to to put this um, association together but before we knew it other younger sorry <laughs> or <laughs> other producers went and they got the air time we left yeah. so the battle was lost that was painful to me as a president and i mean i almost ran went to nbc went to all that but so sometimes you do you do lose some of these battles yeah however yeah. the one that was very successful for me while i was even the president was we were able to get six minutes from nbc against the two minutes they were giving us of airtime for um, sponsorship. Yes, so for airtime, we could put our address because if you do one, uh, one hour program, some of us uh, programs were one hour, you could just have limited like two minutes, three minutes adverts on it because you needed to run the program. But it's the adverts that, that keeps the show going. <laughs> so we were able to fight that battle and we had a lot of um, producers join us. We went with our own pockets down to Abuja, to NBC, met, had meetings, and it was signed for us. So those were the two things for me as a producer, yeah. as a content owner, that Fantastic. really, really did well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Competition-wise, I have never felt the need to compete with anyone. I'm my biggest competition. I, li I literally mm -hmm. am my only competition. I'm always looking at the DME that started out in 2013 as an actor, um, and, you know, 2014, I'm looking back and every year I'm just seeing, okay, have I grown? Have I learned more? Am I developing? Am I getting better? Um, and even though I look at other people for inspiration all the time, and I'm having conversations with my mentors, you know, Uncle Greg, um, BAP, Moabudu, RMD, Alibaba, those people, I've had hours and hours of conversation with them because having those conversations just opens up my mind. So I, I aspire for more. And, and I, I place that in front of my old self, and I work towards that, and that's how I've been doing. So, so, and I, but I, however, I know that there is a lot of infighting. There's a lot of backbiting. I've seen and experienced a lot of those things. Um, I've, I've experienced. I've seen them happen, um, and I'm just, and I just, I have empathy because it's, it's only coming out of desperation. If people feel like this is the only option that they have. You know, then they would fight tooth and nail. I believe, mm -hmm. you know, to to make to to get whatever they want. However, maybe because of my corporate experience and the fact that I know that I bring value, you know, to the work that I do, and even beyond that. Remember, I did the marketing for Beyond Blood. Mm -hmm. um, eventually, the film distribution company mm -hmm. actually hired me mm -hmm. to work with them, uh, and I headed the company for a while. Um, and there's always value. So if I, I, I always just look for how to add more value. There's no competition. Um, on, the, on the flip side, uh, I've built relationships. I've built friendships. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm able to call you Auntie Debs because, you know, <laughs> I mean, Auntie she, knows, she knows my mother. She knows my mother-in-law. She knows my wife. She knows my kids. You know, she's coming to my house. I've got her. 
And we have a relationship. And I've built relationships like that over time because really, you're about to say that in your Lasha or Bora, you know, which means that people are your covering, they're your, your cover cloth, your duvets. Um, and they're the ones who keep mm. you warm, you know, and they, they keep you going. And that's, the, that's what I've seen. Um, uh, people that I, I call friends that are other actors, you know, you guys know Jimmy Odekoya is like my, my coolest guy, yeah. you know, one of my mentees, Akanan, you guys know him, you know, I'm training him, you know, we started giving him, we started giving him lead, we started giving him lead roles in movies. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this guy going to actually do this show without being a troll? No, no, no. I mean, I've been, I've been, been holding back. Uh, we're almost done, and Bami hasn't trolled anybody yet. So, so, so here's what I think, and um, I think what Demi has done is answer this question inwardly, right? But um, I, I'm not sure if this is where Aka's question was going. But I want to talk particularly now to actors. This would pertain more to actors. It will, you know, still pertain to filmmakers, but more to actors. We always see competition as a bad thing. Mm. I don't know why. It shouldn't be a bad thing. I think a lot of actors fail to see themselves as enterprises. And that's what we are. We're businesses, we're brands. There's no reason why the Emmy will be selling glass, I'm selling glass, and you think I should be nice to him. No. I want to sell my glass. I want to put him out of business. I want the business edge. That's the truth. But you are Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. That's, you, are, you are just like you see Auntie Debs. You are Aka. No, no. But hear me. No, but no, hear me. I've not even said anything. Get out. No, me are you in Right, but I just I think that a lot of times we don't see uh, we don't we don't build ourselves for competition. We always want to feel like you know I'm I'm your friend, you're my friend. So when we go and pitch for a job, you know I want Bernie to say it's okay. You can give Ufoma Ufoma will come to and say it's okay if you want. But no, 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 no. So I think adding to you know taking what Demi has said and adding it to what we should do outwardly for what we call competition. Mm. You know, as against turning it to backbiting, it's about giving yourself an edge. Yeah. I walk into a room, I walk into okay, a room right. and someone says, we're looking for, um, a f well, now I'm saying 40, I'm 40 now. They cast me as a 40-year-old woman 30 years ago. <laughs> God help me. You're, you know, so, so I'm walking... context of acting, right? No, that's why I said I'm talking particularly first to actors, but, you know, everybody can take a little bit of something out of it. I walk into a room and, you know, the pitch is for a dark-skinned, tall, something, something, someone who is going to, yes, or yeah, audition or whatever it is, and I walk in and I'm supposed to make a case for myself to get that role. I will make a case for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go in there and say, you know, Chomakota is my sister, and I think, I'm not going to do that. I'll put a case for myself. But the reason why it will make sense and it won't come across as backbiting or, like we say, commode food for Percy Mouth, is because I have considered myself an enterprise. This is my work. Do you understand? I'm going in now, and I understand the value that I should present before this group of people who are going to take a decision. And I'm saying to them, this is what I would do. I hear that, you know, you have this person and this person, and let me tell you what I can bring to the table that they cannot bring to the table. I would do this, I would do this, I, would, I want the job. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't come here to come and look pretty. I want the job. So we need to understand the difference. When we hear competition, I don't think we should always look at it as, you know, a bad thing. It's supposed to make us stronger. So when Chuma says, Alfuma went to that meeting, saying, now what Fuma talk? I'm coming for you. She goes, she brushes up herself and she says, listen, I know that Ufuma can do this, this but do you know that I can speak French? I can get to the uh, Francophone market, I can do, it's an edge. You are an enterprise. 
a lot of actors are too lazy to build themselves up as enterprises and bring that difference to the table. And so they're always looking for somebody else to make a case for them. And that's why when DME goes in and says, I'm the best person for the job, they say, you see, I'm, he went there and he sold us out. He says he's the best. But he is the best person for the job because he, know. You know, he made his case. Stop it. <laughs> No, 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 but I don't think, I understand what you're saying in that, in, the, in this context, because I do it, because whenever people, you know, if someone ever calls me for a job, I, I literally believe I'm the best absolute you person are. for a job, yeah. That's the and truth. I don't play games with that, yeah. because I know I deliver. I think the challenge is when, which the competition we are talking about is when you, again, literally something was in someone's mouth. And you and connivingly took it out of someone's mouth. That is the line where I will draw. Like, that is bad. Excuse me. That's what I'm talking about. Excuse me. That's the competition. Excuse me. Let's come back to enterprise. I, I think a lot of this I learned from business school. Yeah. A lot of this I learned. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Yeah. What is ethics? That it's a, what, the rule by which the, the, the what, right and wrong the uh, laws fantastic. that govern your life what is your right them? and what is my right it's all subjective are you understanding but me now you, hear me I'm not, going to, I'm not going to mention names there was a company that we all knew I mean all of us were like the same age there was a company that existed and they produced cement in this country they're no longer alive today hmm. guess what the competition edged them out He's still strong. He's still standing. Mm. So you can stand here and talk That's about not ethics. A good Let's go to it's that a competition fantastic and the way they edge them out was not with business principles. And but who wrote the principle? No, let's not digress. Let's stick to no. Let's not digress. Who wrote the principles? Who wrote the principles? Let's go you know to what? social media. You know what? It's fine. Shemi, Shemi, you know what? <laughs> we'll come back in season two and talk about this. There are principles, though. There's right and wrong in this life. Yeah. Yes. And I truly believe that the yeah. way you do conduct your life, right and wrong, I believe that... Okay, I'll say this. This is my philosophy. Mm -hmm. I, I have no desire to win a race by winning it in an unethical way. Mine is to finish well. And I say that because, for example, there was an example... The Olympics, right? If you guys have been seeing a lot of these stories, there was two guys, right? So imagine they're all running and stuff like that. And he literally, like, you can come from the back. He's fallen. He's almost, like, drunk. You know, the guy's losing his, his um, ability to kind of get to the end. And he can win. But he chooses not to. Because in so many ways, there was literally, it was, like, just three or ten seconds of running. You're talking of, uh, is it Ferdinand, the Spanish run runner? I can't Who remember. edged the Kenyan yeah, runner to the finish you, line? Exactly. See, that's why so, I say it's principle. The principle that's everything principle. is subjective. You call it principle. I, I if I. I'm a slap him. My question is, my question is, my question now is, who, 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 which, who is telling whose stories? The story that is being told is not about the person that won. It's about the person that did the thing that was wrong. There's legacy. Legacy is important. Legacy is Legacy is also. Legacy is also an Olympic gold medalist. What is Steve? Are we saying that he would have been wrong to have taken what was his job's legacy? What is his what is his real legacy? What do people really say about him? I don't know. Apple. It's just that he started Apple. There's people he didn't start it. People don't have much good things he to didn't say start about it. him because the guy was an asshole. He didn't start legacy Apple. is important. So please don't <laughs> no, no, Bolani, I think it's wrong to make people feel no, no, I think no, it's wrong to I, make people feel wrong for wanting more. 
or pushing for more. That example. No, hear me. Hear me. Let me take that example. But Ufama, the truth is, you are a good person, and you always. But people hear you and mishear. It's Aka. We're all adults. I can't tell you what to hear. I know what I'm saying. I can't tell you what to hear. So let me take that example. It was a case of a Spanish runner and a Kenyan runner. I don't know if it was the Kenyan runner's first time, yeah. right, doing that race. Obviously, I mean, he would have been trained, but the guy thought he had reached the finish yeah, line yeah. and he stopped. Mm. And so the, the Spanish runner, who's, you know, he's like what a claimed runner, he edged him on and said, this is not the finish line. And he went, he slowed down because he knew that he had come from way behind to see the guy had stopped and he asked him to finish. Now, my question is this. Yes, so the Kenyan runner finished first and then the Spanish runner, and like she says, the story we're telling is about the Spanish runner. Now, my question is, let's flip it. If the Spanish runner had said, guy, this is not the finish line or you still need to go, and he went ahead, would he have been wrong? I think that's, again, that's what you're going saying, that's subjective. That's why I say it's subjective. Would he have been wrong? Because the race is to the person who crosses, crosses the finish the line. Yeah. There's no road that says if you see somebody who fought nine, you carry your life to just one for you. It's a race. It's a race. That's think, my point. I think, I think, I think, I think, you know, mm. even based on the fact that we live in a capitalist world, so to speak, and, and Nigeria especially, we have this very capitalist way of thinking. However, Capitalism without values, you know, can lead to a lot of things going wrong, yeah. lot of going bad. We live in a country right now where um, the value system yeah. is so poor, so corroded, it's so poor. Oh my god! That, that individuals, you know, it's 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 rare to find individuals. It's not that rare actually. There are quite a few people who have it's principles true. and live by principles. Yeah. Um, and somehow we've forgotten the, the lines between yes. good and bad, yeah. and, and, right and, and wrong. Yeah. So just just to add to what what both of them are saying, it's. There's a way the general public would do things. It's not left to individuals to decide how they want to live their lives. Absolutely. To the guy who stopped and said, this other man deserves the win. Yeah. It's, it's because of the principles that he has. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe what we should be doing is to encourage people to have the right values, the right principles. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and this society that we're in right now, Nigeria, you know, the entertainment, and of course the entertainment industry is just a, it's just a microcosm mm -hmm. of yeah. that, that bigger yeah. picture. You know, but we do need to start having this conversation. I tell people all the time, we call ourselves Nigerians. What does it mean to be mm, Nigerian? Yeah. You ask an American. Let's not give the Americans too much what mean credit. <laughs> they know what they, what they know they who they are. They, exactly, they truth. know who they are. Who is a Nigerian? Let's start with that. And then let's come to Nollywood. Let's come to the entertainment industry. Let's come to entertainment, um, uh, music, arts. Um, and and ask ourselves what is what who are we, who are we? What is why purpose? do we do what we why do we do what we do what is the effect and of then what we maybe, do maybe yeah maybe then we can start growing a, a value system and a yeah. value culture you know to say this would be the right thing to do here and then we won't have issues of people backbiting and there's a lot of infighting and if you're good and you're giving value. If what you're trying to be is the best that you can be, mm. I promise you there's going to be enough space for Enough you. space yeah. for you. You're trying to be the best that you can oh, be. Yeah. I'm, and I'm trying to be the best that I can be. And I honestly mm. do believe, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, it's, <laughs> all it's all good. good. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. But I still think everybody should work and build those values. True. Yeah. It's not True. going to come True. from someone yeah. else. Yeah. It's not going to come from anybody else. Different. You build your, your value and stand by them. Yeah. Right. Well, it's been an amazing episode, guys. I appreciate and thank every one of you for coming to speak with me. Thank you. Thank you. This is Life Podcast is sponsored by Enterprise Live Nigeria. You can follow them on social media at Enterprise Live Nigeria.